This is Kevin Campbell and you're listening to Chewing the Cud with the Irish Toffees. Come on, you blues. Welcome along, folks. The next episode of Chewing the Cud. And today we're going to look back at the absolutely amazing, stunning, breathless, anything you want match against Tottenham in the FA Cup. And if we have time, we'd talk about Fulham game. Uh, today, again, joined by Richie, Colley and Chris. Afternoon, folks. Hi, right, Joe. How are you boys? How's things? How's things? I'm all good. I'm actually finally settled down after that game. It was just, it was mental. I, I actually listened to it and work on Everton website and then watched it again when I got home. So I was absolutely cream cracker. Uh, I don't know where to start with this, Collie, but uh, we just, it's kind of one of those games that it's, it's hard to analyse because it was just absolutely nuts. But, um, uh, but again, I don't know where to start with it. It's just it's like a roller coaster. It was just all over the place. But it was similar to a couple of games. It kind of uh, took us a bit to get going. Like we caught them in two or three down inside 10 minutes. Uh, it's a game, Joe, we never win. We are always the perennial losers on the back mm. end of that. And, you know, and we usually hear that the headlines are. Hard luck, but you know, great game and, and so forth. But uh, I actually liken that air team performance to uh, Sigerson on the day, Joe, because I'm still trying to struggle to see did he have a good game or did he have a poor game? <laughs> and he could say the same for the whole team, to be honest with you. Um, but what, what, like, you think about the, we obviously do our research and um, before we do these podcasts and, and you, you jot a few notes down, but. How can you jot if you notes down about that game? It was just, <laughs> you know, um, there was good and bad things and, and mistakes were made and some fantastic goals were scored and performances that you'd never seen players do. And, you know, it was just still kind of lost for words, as you can see, Joe. But look, <laughs> we won. And as an Everton fan, I loved every minute of it. Well, I have no hair, but I think... If I had hair, be gone, Joe, at this stage. But uh, no, what a fantastic game. And, and um, just well done to the lads, you know. Really is. Yeah. It was it was just a total, total roller coaster, Richie. I mean, um, like Carly said, going back, like we could into it in a minute, but just talk generally about the game itself. It was just such a roller coaster. And you went through all the emotions like frustration, anger, happiness, delirious. It was just. It's just nuts. Yeah, if ever there was a game for the neutral, that's it. Like, I mean, that's not made for... I'm not built to be emotionally invested <laughs> in stuff like that. And probably he'd only just recovered after Saturday night and had to go through that. And, you know, I mean, what can you say? I suppose it's brilliant to come out the, the right end of it for once, as Kali said, because normally we don't. Mm. But I think the one thing that we do learn from it is just in the last week even is the seismic men- mentality change of the squad, the team, probably the whole club is that we're, we're not beaten and that they have a desire to kind of win and to, and to get through games and, you know, that the belief is starting to, starting to kind of to be there now. And that other teams will start to take note of that as well and know that we're a harder side to, to, to come up against. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, what a night is said. You could analyse it to death and not touch the surface because it was mm. the good, the bad, the ugly and everything in between. You know, but yeah, I mean, absolutely fantastic spectacle. 
but uh, yeah, I don't want to do it again. I, I want to go back to boring. <laughs> <laughs> I think we just take a, a little horrible scabby boring one in the next round against City, Chris. Uh, it, it's like I said, it's just one of those games that you, you can't tactically can't tactically pick bones out of. But it was just just unbelievable. What a week, <laughs> Christ! After the Leeds and the United game, we're on the floor, and then they produced two hours of pure anxiety. Honest <laughs> to God, you couldn't predict it. But every emotion possible in the space of two hours—it's not healthy for you, honestly. <laughs> but again, I thought at the start it was reminiscent of the United game in the League Cup. We were slow out of the blocks. Mm. We could have been a couple of goals down early on. Fair play to Alsony. He kept us in the game, but you know, once we got a foothold in it, it's good that even when we're not playing well, we do have goal scorers. You're not just relying on, you know, James or whatever to do something like, you know, Sigurdsson. We'll go into individuals later, but you know, Calvert Lewin. We, we we just have that bit of, you know, we, we've questioned for we like previously. You know, if you go back as far as Burnley and stuff. Do we have that desire and the spirit? Do the players care? But we're really starting to see now the manager's influence on the players from a mental point of view, you know? We have mm. that resilience and that fight and that togetherness that we've lacked for years. But um, again, typical Everton. We were 3-1 up before we knew what was going on. And how the hell are we 3-1 up here? Like, And yeah. you're just thinking to yourself, like, get in half-time and... Lo and behold, we give away another sloppy goal, which changed the whole dynamic of the game. 3-2 and the momentum's with them. And you just feared if these get one back, that they'll go on and win it, you know, because the the bench was a big, big worry for us when you looked at what they had to choose compared to us, especially in extra time. I I just thought it was an incredible shift from the lads. You know, they the players they they brought on Deli Ali, they brought on Kane. Just the options they had, and you know, Davis, the Corey, they were still bossing the midfield in the mm. second half of extra time, despite how fresh Tottenham were. It was an incredible shift and testament to the determination and the fight and the fitness of the players. Oh, Jesus, you know, it, it's a, it's you know, it's just one of them games that deserve the crowd because. Oh, that's yeah. It's, that's a big killer for me. Yeah. Even watching the goals, like Bernard scoring there in an empty stadium, it, it just it was really lacking that the crowd, the atmosphere to really, you know, ah, oh, it was, you know, thinking about Goodison, what it would have been like at the end mm. there, the whole stadium after winning five four. I was thinking, when have we ever won five four? We haven't. Nineteen eighty four, I think. Eighty four. But uh. What can you say? Just yeah. <laughs> I'm still reeling from it. <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> call, call the Fulham game off and give us a few days off. <laughs> oh, I actually <laughs> said, I actually want to go home from work. I said, thank God it wasn't that tight ground because I'll be, I'll be still in Liverpool now. <laughs> you said, we said in last week, Joe, it's about time we came out the right end of one of these games because, mm-hmm. as Collie yeah. said, we're always the little pat in the head, nearly men, you know, but. Mm. but that's a you know massive massive win you know that's unbelievable the belief the players will get from that yeah. huge yeah. we might look we might not we've a tough draw next 
round. We'll talk about that later. But we're getting there, you know. We we reached the quarterfinals of the League Cup the last two seasons, the quarterfinals of the FA Cup this year. We're getting closer. Like we should be in and around the quarter semis every year, gradually building mm. and building towards that final. Look, it might not be this year, but we're certainly making progress. Yeah, hundred percent. Wait, we'll try and get into this, this North game. Probably uh, start off actually. Uh, Chris mentioned there the bench. Like when the bench was, the teams were announced and there was like seven players on the bench and two keepers. So I said, "Come on, Carlo, what are you doing to us?" Like just, I, I just couldn't believe it. I have written down here, Joe. Um, Airbench actually won the game for us. I have, I have the exact same thing. Yeah, bench, bench four, and then underneath status. Yeah, Coleman came on, and he put in some shift. Uh, he got us up to park. Uh, he just added that little spark, you know. I think possibly Chris or Richie said it last week. He can see that he wants to win something with the club before yeah. his days. And then Bernard came on, and Jesus, I'm probably one of Bernard's biggest critics, but what a finish. What a finish, you know. Uh, he has it in his locker. Um, but yeah, no, he initially looked at the two benches and uh, you said, this goes to extra time. There's only one winner looking at what can come off the bench. And in fairness, the two boys came off and won the game for us. You know, they're going well, not just won the game, obviously the whole team won the game, but they just gave us that little bit extra to go forward and I thought, I thought, Joe, to be honest with you, the team itself, uh, Chris has already uh, mentioned them. Todd Davis was magnificent. I yeah, really did. Yeah. Uh, the last minute of the second half of extra time, he takes the ball, wins a free kick, and that's it. Basically, we won the game. Todd, uh, Tom Davis. Now, I know, obviously, Decorey. Decorey has set himself such a high standard now. Mm-hmm. that, And he's replicating that in nearly every game. But Todd Sigerson. Again, I'm going back. I'm still trying to decide whether you had a good or good or bad game. Scored one, assisted whatever two or three. But yeah, it was his fault for the two goals at the corner. I don't understand that corner routine. Maybe the lads oh. be able to. Maybe the lads be able to enlighten me there. But you know, two centre halves are unusually, you know, quite poor at corners. Um, Godfrey was just Ben Godfrey. Um, and then Richie, the smile is back. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, exactly. Yeah, just on that, uh, the, the corner routine, uh, it's been happening the last few weeks, Richie. Uh, I, I, I think it looks like zonal marking, like if the ball comes into your space, attack a ball, just go and attack the ball. Like, it doesn't care who's, who's in front of you. Or it, and it, like the Darren and Diamond mentioned in commentary, like every time we got a corner, I was, I was breaking it because. We just can't defend corners for some reason. Well, we have been solid as a rock all season. Yeah, it's it's just changed in the last couple of weeks where we've looked really mm. nervy defending them for whatever reason. I, I, I really don't know because we had been solid. Um, yeah, it is, it is zonal and you're supposed to have an area, you know, that if the ball is in your area, you attack it. If not, that it's, you know, it's someone else's and, you, and that you mark your space. The first one, I think, was down to whether Dom got a call because you saw he ducked and he let it over his head. So whether someone said leave it and he ducked out of the way, maybe something like that. There's also, I can't criticize Olsen because he kept us in the game <laughs> in the first, the first, the first 20 minutes, possibly the first one and the, la- and the, and the fourth one. 
I thought he may have done a little bit better with the cross. You know, there was a bit, little bit of space for the first one where he could have came and also the fourth when he got a poor punch on it. You know, if you yeah. come, you got to get a good connection. But look, he kept us in the game. We could have been dead and buried after 15, 20 minutes only for him. So, 100%. gets a pass. You know, got to leave a go today. Um, yeah, I mean, Sigurdsson, I don't really know. I mean, Sigurdsson doesn't jump, you know. He doesn't get off the ground. Why he's picking up a centre-half or... In, in that space, but maybe that's something that they picked up on that, mm. you know, if Sigerson is playing, that he'll be there. Uh, we just need to be a little bit more aggressive on it. You know, whether it's communication, I, I really don't know, but it's, look, it happened against United. It happened again um, on, on Wednesday night. I'm sure it'll be sorted. I think that's one of the things that we've seen is that when stuff has been obvious that we've gone and we've got, and we've corrected it. Mm. So you just be hoping that it'll, it'll something that'll get sorted out straight away. Yeah, I think it, like I said, it's actually amazes me, Chris, that a defence who's been like the bedrock of everything we've done good this season can ship like seven goals in two games. I just, I just don't know. I don't know where or what has gone wrong. In our last five games, Joe, we've given away 50 corners. So, oh. law of averages. <laughs> We're going to concede one or two, but <laughs> yeah, we had an off, we had a terrible trouble against Tottenham and Look, they've done their homework on us, and Leicester done their homework on us. Their little corner routine of playing it out short. You know, we have to kind of push out then, and that drags us all over his own positions. And, mm. you know, in fairness to Son, every corner he put in was pinpoint, and there's, there's not many players in the league that are so consistent with their delivery. So, look, they did their homework, and they caused us a lot of hassle. But um, I, I think the lads will uh, they'll get a grip of it, you know. Um. Defensively, I think we're just trying to find that balance. You know, we're scoring a lot more than we have been in recent weeks as well. So we're we're kind of trying to open up a bit more and attack a bit more, and mm. we are being a bit more vulnerable defensively. Even like in terms of getting given away so many corners, it's you know we're we're for, because we're being so compact centrally, we're forcing teams out wide, and we're we're allowing them to put crosses in. So either the crosses are blocked. Are headed away, they're going out for corners and throw in. So, but we do, we do, we give away too many needless set pieces. But, um, look, I'm sure it'll be addressed. Um, you know, you wouldn't think the likes of Fulham are going to have as many. You know, it should be a game where we'll, we'll be on the front foot, hopefully. So, look, David Ancelotti's done great work with them, and that whole, you know, the way commentators still haven't copped on yet. When we're defending, especially a free kick, see how deep we sit, nearly on our own goal line at times. The commentators still can't get their head around it. The logic of that is, if you're on your 18-yard line and a, a ball is in swinger, your, your defenders are backtracking. Mm. Whereas if you are deeper, you don't have to backtrack. You're facing the ball, which makes it easier for your defenders to defend. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So that's I think that's the tactic behind it. And maybe initially... Pickford was having, you know, a bit of a stinker. So maybe we were sitting a bit deeper to try and protect Pickford so he didn't have to come out and flap at things. But, yeah, look. Hey, hey, Chris, uh, Robbie Savage was trying to answer that last week and he hadn't a clue what was going on, if you remember. <laughs> Robbie, Savage, Robbie Savage shouldn't have a clue most weeks. So, <laughs> I, I don't know how that chap is on television. I just I really don't. Um, yeah, just, uh, we could make that, like, individual players um, Olsen like you said Collie similar to um, 
Sigerson. Uh, I don't know whether he had a good or a bad game. Like certainly in the first like even the first probably the first minute he pulled off a great save. And then it just I think the only thing to let him down was the corners. Uh, well, I think for the size of the chap, he, he should be coming out, especially balls that close in. He should be coming out and claiming them. Yeah, I, well, he's, I think he's six foot four, Joe, so he certainly has the frame to, to get up and, and, and push whoever may be in front of him out of the way, be it one of our own or an opponent. But in relation to the game against Spurs, I was kind of coming home from work this morning, I was just thinking about this. Is Was it just one of these one-off games where mistakes were were made by both teams, yeah. both defences. I think that's what made it, to and, be honest. And, and yeah, I think it is. And, and to try and overanalyze this game, he could he could <laughs> go on and on and on and on for days and it may never, ever happen again. Do you know mm. that kind of way? I just think it was just a crazy, crazy game, which makes the FA Cup a big draw for us fans, you know, that kind of way. And yeah, yeah I, I do agree with the lads that, you know, we seem to be quite weak, or and and even Ferguson post match presser said, you know, they put in some clinical balls in for the corner, and and, and Spurs got in there first, and, and they've done their work on us, you know. But I just think it was a mad game, and I don't think we'll see another five four game this this year. Now, haven't said that. Wait and see. Fulham now be five four on Sunday, <laughs> but but no, I just don't think like from a defensive point of view, you know. Keen looked a bit edgy initially, Mina did, and, and then towards the end, I thought Mina was done really well. It was mm. couple, some fantastic blocks on, on the edge of our box, and you know, Keen seemed to get a grip of things as well. And Godfrey, again, Ben Godfrey's Ben Godfrey. The chap doesn't seem to drop below a six or a seven uh, out of ten every game, so mm. you know, you can't really say much there. So, Olsen, it'd be interesting, I have to say, uh, Saturday week, Joe. Uh, for me, um, and I know we'll bring this up probably next week, but does also start or does Pickford start in the Anfield Derby? Well, I know Pickford's out again, so it depends. On, it depends on how bad that injury is. It doesn't. It doesn't seem to be bad, Rich. To be honest, um, so it would no, depend. He back, he'd be, he should be back for a selection on Wednesday. Wednesday, okay. Yes. I don't know. Again, we we'll talk about the derby when we get close. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I just, I just think that uh, I don't want to be critical after probably one of the most amazing games we we'll, we we'll see this season, Rich. But uh, kind of have to pick pick the bones over. That's what we're here for. Um, like I said, for the size of me, should be coming and claiming and and especially like them balls are basically under the post. So just come and get them. Yeah, I mean they were kind of around the six yard, it's not as if they were right out around the penalty spot and you're coming a mile for it. So you would expect to have, you know, I suppose he didn't come for the first, which is so many, now I'm, I'm confusing him in my head, but definitely the first one. <laughs> and, you know, and the, the last one that he got a hand on, but he didn't get a good hand on the initial cross, on the initial corner. Yeah. yeah. So, but look, the saves he made, I suppose you expecting him to be making the first save, the, the save in the first minute was was top class, you know, to be doing that. Header. Yeah. I think that was his first touch, like just, just you know, coming in cold as well, like really, really, really good to get down that quick. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, it's one of those that maybe things that just, everything can't go right to one night and, you know, the, yeah, but it was something and there's definitely work to be done there on crosses from him, you know. Um, shot stopping fine, you know, but yeah, I mean, definitely there was a, a bit of a weakness there. Yeah, do, do, you think, do you think Chris, it was like a spillover from 
from the United game where like he made a couple of errors, maybe just in his own head. I think if you Tottenham crowded around them, you know, in that six yard, there was a lot of players in those six mm. yards, that six yard area. I know you'd expect him to probably come out and get a punch on it, but I just think he was being obstructed most of the time, you know. Yeah, <laughs> just, bodies. Yeah. There was just so many bodies in front of him that if he did try to come out, he he probably couldn't uh, he couldn't get to it. But when you're under so much pressure defensively, there's always going to be hairy moments, you know. Um, you know, I've, I I seen a thing on Twitter. Does he seem to to be a bit weak coming down on his left side? You know, if you go back to McTominay's header, he slipped or whatever. But is he a bit slow coming down to his left side? Is that a weakness of his? Possibly worth worth looking at. But no, look, it's when you win. You don't really, you know, it didn't cost us the game in the end. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. But look, it, ultimately, him or Pickford, I don't think are our number, should be our number one in the coming years if we want to be Champions League level. I just don't think either of them are good enough. But look, what do I know? You know, the manager sees them, sees them every day, you know, and we've been calling for Davis's head and saying he's a championship player, the manager has been sticking with him. So it's what it's what they do on the training ground on a daily basis, yeah. you know. So whatever whatever Carlo picks or whoever he goes with, he, he knows what he's talking about. He's seen it all before. So if he feels the keepers aren't good enough, he'll bring in another one. Mm. Yeah. I think so. I'm not gonna start moaning and whinging. There's enough for that on Facebook and Twitter the other night. Um we can hit the good stuff Collie. Um Chris just mentioned him there. Tom Davis. My God, what a game that chap put in. And and you mentioned earlier, um, like in the last minute of the uh, extra time, so I think it was Mina, Mina blocked the shot. And Davis, Sigurdsson and Decore ran like absolutely 100 metre sprinters up the pitch. And I didn't think Tom Davis had that in his locker, to be honest, that, that pace, but that was, I think that was his best game ever in an Everton short. I'm glad I'm the one that uh, this falls on Joe because uh, I've always had a, a liking or a soft spot, let's say, for Tom. Maybe it's the fact that he's an Evertonian through and through, but and then you see him coming down the tunnel and he's he's hitting the badge. And, but um, I put up on the, the Irish Toffees WhatsApp group to the lads the other night. I think his game has been simplified. From the point of view that I think Angela has just said to him, I want you to do this and I don't want you to do anything else. Mm-hmm. We now seem to have a position for Tom as a, the number six. He played there for the England under 21s and captains of the country as well. Andy Boothroyd put him in there and was raving about him, you know. And, and that's effectively now he could be a lands understudy, Joe. And he's had a run of games now and, and we're starting to see a quality that maybe you haven't seen before in him. Um, I think his football brain is really good. I think he gets himself out of situations. Um, probably wouldn't have the, the, the best pace on the team, mm-hmm. but he's very fit guy though, you know, and, and uh, he just, was it his best game ever in, the, in an Everton short? Do you know what? You're probably right, Joe. 
you know, everyone reflects on that goal against Man City. And in some ways, that probably set the young lad back. Yeah. And he is a young lad. He's only 21 or 22. And I know people are saying, well, he's in around the first team now for four or five years, etc., etc. But at the end of the day, he's still only 21 or 22. He captained the club. And we now see what Ancelotti is seeing in him. In him, you know, and he, look, he he's gonna have bad games, and you know, he could have more bad games than good games. But you don't know, he proved what Tom Davis can can do or can add to this team, albeit maybe as an understudy. But whenever he's been called on, particularly in the last couple of months, he hasn't let us down. And if you go back over the wins over the last say yeah, four or six weeks, Tom Davis has started the most of them, you know. So, um. Absolutely delighted for for the lad because the the abuse, absolute abuse that he gets on social media is unwarranted, undeserved. Um, he loves the club true and true, and I'm just delighted for the for the chap himself. I have to say, yeah, big time, totally agree. Let's listen. Much we slate slate players. There's a line that shouldn't be crossed, and I think that's all. Listen, Facebook bad enough, but me Twitter is just it's 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 disgusting at times to be honest. The amount of people, and if we've seen it, I know it's currently totally going off point this week with referees and stuff getting death threats, and then obviously the racist stuff that goes on. But just just the general abuse that players get is just just horrific. Anyway, we're getting back. Tom Davis, um, listen, we get we give out about him, Richie, when he's when he's rubbish, when he doesn't do it, but just have to say that was I know, Sigurds, I think officially Sigurdsson got man in the match. Probably because of his assist and his goal, but I thought Tom Davis was by far and away the best player on the pitch. Yeah, I mean, there was a few that were himself, Decora, Sigurdsson, the, you know, strange to say that, you know, Davis and Sigurdsson in the same side, and you're wondering, like, can they, can they do it and everything? But yeah, I mean, he was, for me, he was fantastic. He was, you know, he did everything, just looking at his stats here from the game 68 accurate pass, 91%, seven out of nine long balls completed, four drawn fouls, three clearances, two interceptions, you know, serious nights work done, you know. But he's had a run of games and starting to believe from the manager, believe in himself. Um, and the confidence has grown and it's easy to say, oh, you know, come in and do it against Sheffield United or whoever, you know, and you expect, you know, us to kind of dominate in games like that. But he's come in now, done it against Man United away, done it against Spurs. And you just want to see him kind of continue on. As Colly said, he's only 22. And if he can learn off Alan for another two years, mm. why Alan is around at the club, by the time that he's coming into his peak, he can be a fantastic player going forward, you know, and it's, we can only kind of go on what we're seeing right now and right, what we see is that there is ability and whether he'd be, you know, someone who can kind of really dominate games, we kind of doubted it before, but on performances like that, there's no reason why not, you know, that, you know, and at his age with the experiences, with the experience that he has already at 22, you know, it's, it's, it's for me, it's just about the, the, the confidence in himself, the run of games and having that, that this is my position, you know, because if he can fit in there, that, you know, to, you, you wouldn't be worried. And I think now with kind of coming into this busy period of games and stuff and having injuries and stuff, that you're not worried about kind of Alan missing a week because you have Davis that had come in. Gomez is, play, is playing well. And it's something that we've been lacking for a long, long time. And it's about managing all the players and getting them up to a level where you can say, you know what, that we have someone and he's at that standard, I think now, you know, where you're not worried about him coming into a side and you just want him to kick on. Yeah, 100%. Listen, uh, I think of all the players that 
frustrated, Chris. For me, and, and quite a lot of others, um, Tom Davis is the one you, you most want to, to prove you wrong. You know what I mean? To, to do it. And to just, like, we said it about him loads of times. We know there's a, there's a player in there. And maybe we forget that he's such a young player because he's been he's been around the team for so long. But uh, I think Colley hit the nail on the head. Uh, the manager, like Carlo, has found exactly where Davis can be most productive. And that's it. Just sitting in front of the back four. Yeah, it's probably the first time he's had clear instruction from a manager. You know, there's been so much change over the club over the last few years with different managers and different systems and different partnerships. So we're finally, you know, as well as Davis, but as a club, and we're finding a bit of stability now, I think, for the first time in, in a good couple of years, which is benefiting everybody. But uh, look, you know, he's he surprised me We've seen a bit more from him last uh, on Wednesday night that going forward that I didn't know he kind of had in his locker, you know. As, as much as he was a good sitter and we spoke about his tactical awareness and his positional play and that and his shape and that is, is after improving and his reading of the game, you know. But, you know, he did. He took the ball and he drove us forward and, mm. you know, he played Dom through against United and he got us up the pitch there and, he turned us out, turned out a tricky, tricky situations and that. So he seems to be developing all aspects of his game. And I do agree. I do, look, when Alan is back, Alan comes in for me a hundred percent. But yeah, it's great to have to see what he has in his locker as a squad player. You know, because when Alan is out or the car is out, he is capable of coming in and performing for us you know he's 22 he's going to keep developing and you know we're, we're going to keep building and putting better players in our team so it always helps when you have better players around you mm. you can focus solely on your own job and you're not having to cover for certain players that aren't doing their jobs and you know so confidence is a, such a massive thing as well and he's properly properly playing with confidence now for the first time and well you know in in recent times He's getting a good run of games in the team. And you can see even with Everton on terms of social media, they're really making a point of singling him out for his performances and giving him that recognition. And yeah. as Carly said, that's to do with the abuse he has been getting from people. But look, we've all said, you know, we'll hold our hands up. We said it with Calvary as well. He's not good enough. For, but there's never been anything malicious or abuse or anything like that. You're oh. just given your opinion on what you've seen over 90 minutes. And we all want to be proved wrong as, as Evertonians. You know, we all want the players to do well. And we all, you know, we're tough on players because we know what they can do. We have high expectations of them, you know. It's just we haven't produced it consistently. And that goes for a lot of the players, not just Davis. So that, Sigerson is a prime example, you know. Mm. We, we get on his back because we know the technical ability he does have. And in those other games, he just doesn't look interested whatsoever. So, but again, it won't be tolerated under Carlo, will it? So, positive that when we are missing players like James and Alan, that Stiggers and Gomez, Davis can all come in and look like they're doing a job, which is great, you know? Yeah, I think that's finally, Chris is spot on there. It's finally what 
and we've been here before, Collie, that we're getting these players who come in when 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 they start in eleven if you want are injured, that it's seamless that they can they can stay at the same level, if if not better. So I think we're finally starting to see that with the likes of Davis, Sigerson. I think Richie said at the start of the pod about mentality, Joe, and how much the mentality in the club has changed. And obviously that's I, I, I put that down to the manager, Joe, to be honest with you, Carlo. Oh, yeah. and, and, and so lads want to play and want to be starting every week. And and I suspect that when lads don't start each week, that they're disappointed, you know. And then when they are given their opportunity, they feel they have to show the manager what exactly they have and they want to retain their place in the squad. And it's a long time since, you know, I, I felt that, you know, the the, the 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 good vibes going through the club at the moment between the teams and, and the fans, Joe. And like I'm not saying it just the last point of it, if you don't mind on, on, on Tom Davis. I'm not saying Tom is the finished article, but any stretch of imagination, but he's on the right road. Yeah. And he could go out on Sunday and have a stinker. And then you know the kind of but he's shown glimpses now of what he can be, you know, and, and another has one the lad said there another year or two under Alan and looking at Alan and I think he's already mentioned that he's spoken to him privately Alan and Alan has been giving him tips and guidance mm. and all that so you know but just it, it's great to see Joe and, and Gomez has I know he had a slight knock and I think he's fifth for, for Sunday but I think Gomez over, over the last couple of weeks has been a huge improvement you yeah. know um, other players as well Joe um and, um, you know, it, it's great to see. And uh, hopefully we now seem to have a midfielder. When one player drops out, as you said yourself, we have other players that can step in and do just as good a job, if not better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to uh, Sigurdsson. I know he was officially man the match, uh, Richie. Uh, as I recall, he said he had, he'd won them games. He was, he was, but he was poor at the back for a couple of corners. And, uh, but, I think when he had the ball, my God, his division that he had, especially the one for like the, the winning goal, the Bernard, the little flick over the top. Like if, if Hamez done that, we'd be talking about it still now. Do you know what I mean? So it's, it's, it was just, that's the Sigurdsson we bought from Swansea. That's that's the player we, we bought. And um, we don't see it often enough, but the other night he was class. Yeah, I thought he was excellent. You know, you took the words out of my mouth that if it was Hammers that had done that, you know, that, you know, we'd be raving kind of to no end. He did something similar against West Brom, a very similar type of thing, just kind of dinked it over the top. But uh, yeah, I mean, we didn't buy him to defend. Obviously, there's errors, you know, but once he's doing kind of what he what he did, creating opportunities for us, like, and he looked, you know, just when he's on it, we know what he's capable of. Doing, doing with the ball, he's so accurate. He's his vision, as you said, it's just it's phenomenal. And it's about kind of getting that level of consistency that we speak about him so often that that's the downfall. It's it's um it's 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 producing a kind of week in, week out. But um yeah, I mean you can't from for me, he he's not there to defend. Yeah, I mean obviously he has to defend and it's part of part of the job. You can't just yeah. you know kind of roam around up front and hope for it. But that's his position. You know, I think I said it last week, is that when he's in that position behind behind the striker, you know, that um, that's where he's, he's plays his best stuff. You know, I think he's on course for his second highest goal season with us, you know, since Silva's first year. Um, 
I think he's already matched kind of assists from last season and stuff like that because he's playing more in, in, in that role. And I mean, look, you can't fault that if a fellow's in his best position, you're getting the best out of him. That's where we need to try to utilize him because we've seen what he what he can do. Again, it kind of falls into a happy camp and a happy squad and being part of a winning team because he knows that he's kind of probably in and out of there with hammers when it, when he's not available and stuff like that. And it's about coming in and kind of making his mark and saying, right, that I'm ready to drop in whenever I'm called upon and stuff like that. And yeah, he will be utilized in other positions as well, but that's definitely his role is, is, is in there behind because he can be, he can be lethal. Like, you know, he, he can, he can see stuff that, that you just don't see. And, you know, massive asset as well when he's on his game. Yeah, I, th- I think we spoke about it a few times, uh, Chris. That when, like when he sits deep, he kind of gets it in in other players' way, or they get in his way. Like especially like Kim Dakari, when when Sigerson sits deep, he, he just seems to be sitting on each other's laps. But I mean, when Sigerson's on the front foot and he's up there, he he can just see these passes. I think Richie covered it all there, and um, Joe. You know, he isn't a defensive player. Attackers like to attack, and you know, the first half of the season he hadn't been playing, he's been playing mostly deep. You know, we were missing Hammers a good few games, and he'd been asked to play that deeper role, which he doesn't really have the legs. I don't, he hasn't got enough pace really for that deeper role. But when you do put him, when we bought him for that role, that the 10, number 10 role essentially, you know. When he's played up there, he has the, the vision he has and the technical ability he has is probably one of the best we have in the whole squads. Mm. And just Richie's right, like confidence and like all the players are buying into what the manager's doing there. Whereas before, it, it just didn't seem that way at all. And when everyone's buying into the same thing and they all have the work rate and the desire and the confidence and that team spirit. The team spirit looks fantastic at the minute, as you're seeing from the the video going around from the changing room after the after the other night. Oh, that was all, class. Yeah. You know that's. I was getting a bit of a wedgie, Jordan. That was. It's been lifted <laughs> up like Simba. <laughs> but uh, great to see. You know, so look consistency. We we've been saying it all season. Yeah. Consistency is a big thing with Sigurdsson, but. You know, he's so much in his locker. Like, if you go back a couple of years to the goal he got away at Leicester when he left Madison for dead and put him in the top corner from 30 yards. Like, that's, that's like, I'm sure he's doing that every day in training. And that's why the manager wants him in the team because he can get that assist or get that goal out of nothing that can win you a game even when he's not playing fantastically well. But, um, you know... Ancelotti just seems to like him. Anytime he spoke about him, he says he could be a future manager. His understanding of the game, his intelligence, and that is it's very good. So it'll be interesting to see now because he's our contract now in 2022, mm. whether he's offered an extension or you know what, what we do there. But look, we're going game by game. You can't fault you can't fault him on the last performance. So again, it's up to him to to keep producing that on a weekly basis if we want to get to where we want to be. Yeah, exactly. Similar to um, Tom Davis, Carly Sigurdsson, um, <laughs> I think a few of us had the two boys out there <laughs> at the end of the season and uh, it just shows what we know. But uh, I think similar to Davis, he um, actually seems to have found a position for Sigurdsson that like 
this is where this is where they want him to play. Just just that not quite behind down, but like further up the field. At the top of a diamond if you want. I don't like that this diamond formation or whatever. But just the furthest forward midfielder if you want. Yeah, I, I think uh, again I'd, like Davis, I think um Angelali's just let, let's say tweaked Sigerson's position, Joe. Mm. Um Sigerson still offers a, a lot of energy at times in the middle of the park and his running stats in certain games can be really, really good, you know. Um I also in a bit like Davis, uh, I'd actually think through no fault of his own, Sigerson's price tag has has been a huge yeah. uh, bearing on him since he came to the club, you know. That and that's nothing to do with the player. That's that was obviously Swansea driving a hard bargain, and and unfortunately, uh, we had that manager in place at the time, and he seemed to want him, and just went all the hell out. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. But now I think his his price tag has, has kind of made had a huge influence. And if Sigerson had been half the, the the price we paid from, would we be talking about him as much? Maybe in 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 regards to what ability he has. Um, Sigerson has ability. He's captain of the Icelandic team. I think Joe stands to be corrected on that. And but <clears throat> he's a good player, Joe. And again, he's a squad player. And but you would think that when everyone is fit and available, and particularly if Gabamon was to come back, and he is the player that we all think he is. And what Sigerson or Davis saying, would they just drop to the bench? You know that kind of way. Um, mm. I, I I think he possibly could. Um, but at the moment, yeah, Sigerson's doing well for his job. Um, he is, yeah. I have to say. He's just he's just a confidence player, I think. But similar to a lot of players that like when they're confident and they just relax and do what we know they can do. So uh, long may that continue. Speaking of confidence, um, as we spoke with this chap the last two or three weeks, Richie, uh, and he came back with a bang on Wednesday night, Richarlison. Just see the the difference in the player. Like the, the first goal he had, like he was still right the last week, he didn't even, I don't think he even smiled when he scored the first goal. He was just, I think it was just a relief. But you could see then, and I think it actually took for Dom to go off for him to, to, to come into the game like like fully. Because you could see him, he was all over the place. He was sniffing, he was he was running around. But when he scored the second goal, the, just the smile across his face, which we haven't seen in months, just came beaming out. Yeah, I, I, I think you do. That he he relished the opportunity going up front, you know, and getting and getting the the shot kind of up front as the as as the nine and um, yeah, I mean, just delighted for him, you know, because the work rate that he's put in and it hasn't been falling for him, and you know, to 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 turn around with a performance, get two 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 great goals, second goal like was brilliant, you know, I think they kind of questioned the keeper's position on match of the day or something, but I mean to do that off off his left as well, and I mean there's. There's nowhere to put it. I mean, he's got no room for error. I mean, brilliant finish, but yeah, I mean, you're just delighted for him. You can see the the release. You know, he looked happier. You see him on the ground after the game, like, and he's just he's back to himself. And even Carlo mentioned it in his press conference today that Richie's back. You know, so we've all been kind of on the same thing that the the work rate is there, and something just needed to fall for him. And you know, probably could have had a hat trick. Thought Gilfy for as good as his vision is, should have played him in at the end <laughs> on the break. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it's brilliant to have him back. And I think with Dom out this weekend as well, he'll probably get a run up front. And I think if he can tack on another goal or so, 
that you start to see that confidence coming back and a little bit more belief in himself and, and, and everything he does around it as well because um, yeah, you can see what, what one goal does, what another goal will do and you just hopefully that he can kick on and get back to the Richie that we know. Yeah, I think we said a couple of times, Chris, that if he gets if he gets the goals, that's that's the difference in the player, and you could just see it the other night. He was just, he was buzzing. He was, and he was like Richie said at the end of the match, he just clapped because he was absolutely out on his feet, literally. He ran himself into the ground, which he always does. But to add the two goals to it, that's that's the difference. Two crackers, Joe. Yeah, we've been talking for three or four weeks now that. You know, he, he had this performance coming because it was only a matter of time. We never doubted the ability that he has and his work rate and, you know, his work for the team has, hasn't been in question. It just hasn't been happening for him in front of goal and he's been snatching at things. And the longer the Baron spell went on, the more pressure he's putting himself and the more it kind of became a, a thing and a, a topic that was spoken about a bit more. So... Hopefully that's the way the world off his shoulders now. Two great goals, and you know we spoke about him being streaky. You know, he's he'll not score for a while, and then the goals are just kind of keep coming. So let's hope that is the case. And you know, as Rich said, Fulham coming up, he's a good opportunity there. Probably lead the line. It's uh, it'll be interesting to see how he how he tweak things going forwards. Because you know, in terms of Calvert Lewin we tend to pull a lot of crosses into the box. Whereas at Richarlison, he's probably better getting the ball played through to him, you know, with ball, ball on the ground. But anyway, that's, that's, we'll talk about that later on. But now look, delighted for him. He threw his arms up in the air at the end and fell to the ground. As Rich said, it meant a whole lot to him. So mm. look, that's the Richie we, we know. And we're going to need him coming into the second half of the season because... We've got ourselves into the position in the table and into the quarterfinals of the cup without him being at full tilts. We've been relying a whole lot on Hamez and Dom essentially. So I mean, if Richie can really hit a good run of form now, that's going to be massive for us going forward. Mm. I think that's that's the key now, Collie. Just it's just keeping him not happy, but uh, it's on scoring sheet. If he if he can even if he gets like one every two. Games just we just to keep him on it because we know what he can do defensively. I mean, we, we spoke about it loads and loads of times. He he tracks back, he works hard, but it's goals that is the key to keeping him happy. Yeah, and you know it's great to see the smile back, Joe. You know the kind of mm. way we've, we've found, talked about found his wallet. Yeah, yeah, starting with what he would put it, yeah. Um, no, it, it's great to see him, and I, I, I suspect and I hope that he plays through the middle against Fulham on on Sunday. And um, you know, obviously we're going to speak about the Fulham uh, match shortly, but you would think he go through as the as the number nine or through the middle. And even if he's to get a goal and it comes off his arse in the corner again, mm. it's another one on on the score sheet. It's another goal against his name. Uh, you know, when he when you read the newspapers or whatever the case may be. So, but. I, I think, you know, we are, we've we already said what a huge boost for team morale that match was during the night and we came through and won it. But on an individual basis, I think that game will have huge, huge, good, positive uh, effect on Richie. Um, mm. Given how well he done the two goals and as you said yourself, Joe, and Richie said at the end of the game, he, he's down celebrating at the, the final whistle. So, you know, 
long may it continue uh, and, and we go forward and, and but like any club you can only take one game at a time Joe you know the kind of way yeah. and, and, and Fulham is not going to be an easy uh, match I suspect anyway that's for sure no no well, listen we just like we spoke loads of times we need this consistency we can't be playing like two great games and then turn out a stinker like happened with Newcastle and, and West Ham earlier in the season we just need to go on a run now where we're we're at it all the time not not different form or different displays um, I'd go into the bench actually Rich like I said to start uh, when I seen the team news and then I seen the bench two two keepers and five subs I said Carlo what are you absolutely doing come on ridiculous ridiculous but two players come off the bench actually I think as much as the team were great saved that game for us uh, first of all Seamus Coleman boy God, it's like he was a young lad again. He was running around like an absolute lunatic. He was everywhere. Yeah, you're watching too much Hammers, kind of the free roll. And the right <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I thought he was really good. I mean, he just brought pace, passion, energy, you know, straight away. And he, he, he I suppose he ran at a tired Spurs defence as well. And he, he mm. caught a lot, of, a lot of problems, you know. He was a little bit freer and, you know, but you could see just the determination to to try to get us over the line, you know, he was, you know, leading from the front, really. Uh, a fantastic performance that, that we haven't, I suppose we haven't seen it from him to that level in a while. But um, again, you could just see that it, it meant a lot, you know, to, to go through, to get the win. But yeah, he was like a man inspired. thought he was really good. And even though he wasn't on that long, may have tired a little bit because of the the work that he put in when, when, when he was on. So yeah, I mean, really, really good. Um, Bernard is the other guy I presume you're, you're alluding to uh, do you know what listen everybody knows that I love Bernard and people say oh he's on 120 grand a week listen I don't pay a penny of that so I couldn't give a shit how much he's on a week it, do, it doesn't matter I throw it listen we got him for free so that kind of counteracts that but, but the, the, I, I understand now that he's a, he's a squad player he's an he's a impact player and my God, the impact the other night was, it was just, that's what he has. But if he's played that way, Rich, that's, that's, that's what he can do. No point putting him out on the wing because he just gets pushed off the pitch. He's too small. Yeah, I suppose that's, I'm probably not fit to be asking because I, I said shortly before he scored that he'd last on the field. <laughs> that, that, yeah. Couple of times he'd been kind of just pushed off possession too easy, and you know it's just frustrating because you're trying to pass the ball, kind of work it out from the back, and it gets to the midfield and it just falls down. Mm. But the thing about him is he has that bit of magic where he can, you know, just f- find a bit of space, and he is capable of doing something. You know, that's a brilliant finish as well. You know, for a fellow who hasn't played in a long time, he hasn't got 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 minutes. Um, so I he put on Instagram or something that it's just keep working and not complaining and stuff like that. And you know, a brilliant attitude from a fellow who was pretty much out the door. And you know, t- to turn around, it, it's you know coming on basically because we have no bench. You know, it's why he was used. I'm sure if we didn't have someone that that, that he wouldn't have been and may not be in the long term plans. But you know, he got the winner. He he'd be noted for that. And the rest of the stuff is all forgotten about, and that's that's basically all, all that matters, you know. And um, himself and Seamus, you know, Coleman kind of, I suppose he looked tall. He was just really brave, you know. Back to Coleman, brave with possession and looking to kind of kind of run at him. Um, so yeah, I mean, two really really influ- influential subs, given what we had available. 
with yeah. two keepers, a 17 year old and two full, two full backs and two full backs in the bench. Like, yeah. so it's, uh, yeah. I think that's what you want from your bench, Chris. It's just to make an impact when they come on. No, no, no. Like Richie's kind of said, tired legs and the sports team, but uh, you want players to come off the bench and just, just grab the game by the scruff. Now we know James is going to do that because he's just, he's just that type of fella. Like from minute one to minute 121, he, he, he will just keep going and keep going. But I, I think it could be case. I think he knows it himself. That, uh, that's, that's going to be his position from now on coming off the bench. I thought Coleman showed exactly what we're always trying out for leadership. Mm. When he came on, he just he came on, he pressed, he hassled, he hurried. I thought he was very good on the ball. He had the ability that direct running to kind of run through their midfield. He linked up well, got a couple of crosses in. I just thought he was he was fantastic, and it's it's great to see. Look, we all know his best days are behind him. He, he, he's not the player he used to be in his peak, but he's certainly a valuable member of the squad, even off the pitch, the kind of guy he is and the captain he is and what he does mm. behind the scenes. You know, he seems to be the type of player a lot of the time that needs a run of games to really hit his best level, Coleman, you know, but the fact we've just so many games in quick succession and Carroll likes to rotate as well. He's not going to get that run a seven, eight, nine game. I mean, probably, he probably can't anymore at his mm. age. With the, I think he knows himself, to be honest. With what he puts into the game. But look, I think he's a great option to bring on, especially on the right, uh, on the right wing there. Because obviously we know what he can do defensively, but he does have that bit of direct running and that bit of pace that we seem to lack. I thought Awalby was a bit disappointing. I don't think he done a whole lot in the game at all. So when Seamus came on, he had that bit of direct run and that bit of pace and got us up the pitch. And I just they couldn't handle him really. No, but uh, no, look, excellent. Bernard, I agree with Rich. I, I, <laughs> I didn't think he was doing a whole lot when he came on initially. He was dispossessed a couple of times when we we could have had a break or we could have relieved the pressure, but. Look, what a what a great finish it was off his left boot. We know he has the technical ability, but I just don't think he's suited to the Premier League physically. And mm. um, he also he actually put the cross in for that that header Michael Kane had that he should have scored to make a five three. He headed a right at Larice that would have put the game to bed. But it's a great ball in from Bernard off the right. So look, he's that's what you want your 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 bench to come on and make an impact. We only actually said last week. Everton are one of three teams that haven't had a player come off the bench and score a goal. Well, that's <laughs> put to bed now. So, well, no, he yeah. look, he's he's probably going to go at the end of the season. I think where the club don't want to be paying 120 grand a week to a squad player, probably mm. you know. So, well, look, if if he can have an impact for the rest of the season, well, happy days because that's what you yeah. what you expect, you know. I think that's that's the point, Connie. We're going to need the whole squad from now to the end of the season, and as much as I love Bernard, he probably will go. But you want you want squad players to come in and and, and make a change, make make a difference. And I must say, before I go on the the, the photograph Everton put up on their uh, on the official page at full time with the score with Bernard and Calm were just running away in, in celebration. It was 
it was just magical because as much as the rest of the team were brilliant, the two the two boys just 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 get that that difference. I think they were the difference, to be honest, between four all and penals and five four. But that's what are you li- want. Or li- exactly, yeah. But that's what you want. You want squad players to come on and make a difference and I just think the two boys were unbelievable Joe it's a look the game now has changed it's a squad game now you know and Mm. and you need the bench to be as as good as 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 possible that we can produce and obviously through injuries etc and you know cup tied our bench the other night was extremely poor and and you know, hopefully there's some end in sight for, for some of the injuries and we start getting players back. And I'm not making excuses, Joe, here, but every team has injuries, you know, that kind of way. And you only have to look at the other side of the park and they're still going on about the last derby game. But, um, 112, it is now. Yeah, yeah, in the Big Brother house, yeah. Yeah, well, we might get to the end of the season, yeah. Oh, um, no, it's unbelievable. But no, it, look... It, you look at City and, and, and the bench they have and, and you know, United, uh, you know, so you, you need to have a good bench and, and hopefully we, I think Alan possibly could be back next week and uh, uh, Dom isn't, it, it was a precaution rather than a tweak. So that's good news, you know, the kind of way. So, and then King will, will obviously available for Sunday and you know, a bench again on, on Sunday could be uh, a week again, but, uh, hopefully a little bit stronger than possibly that we had against Spurs, but it is a squad game, and you're, you're definitely right. You, you need players that can come off the bench and and improve on the standard of football up to the up to the point in the game where they come on. You know the kind of way, and just add to it if they can. You know, yeah. Uh, just uh, on the on the bench, I don't know why Rich was there, there was a couple of players. The, the two youngfellas was there under twenty three match by the way, college during the week. <coughs> Yeah, not so aware. There was another 18th game they were beaten 4-1, yeah, Joe. Just there was no 23 the games. Two lads. Um, Oniago. Oniago was on the bench, Joe. Yeah, and small, the other fella, uh, small, yeah, just wondering why. No. I just, just, I just don't understand why there was only like five outfield players. It's just... I, I was surprised he didn't bring in Nathan Broadhead, Joe. Uh, Nathan's back mm. with the club after being out on loan last year. And, he he he's banged in a couple of goals over the last few games for the twenty threes. Now he's a small attacking striker, you know, and yeah. would would need the ball at his feet rather than in the air. But even to have another option off the bench, I was surprised yeah, just, he wasn't involved. Now to be honest with you, you know, yeah, just baffling me, Rich. I don't want to keep going on about like negative. It's not negative stuff. Just just something that that I had written down that really really baffled me. Two keepers. Like what's the point? How can I bring on two keepers? No, uh, but I suppose, I don't know, I've, I've kind of thought about it when you see it and, you, and you're wondering, like, why don't they just fill it and stuff like that? But then on the other side of things, do you, do you want to just say, oh, yeah, come on, and we'll, we'll bring the lads on for the, for, the, for the day out, you know? I think when you're making that step up, you know, you don't want it to be a day out. You want to be making the step, the step up because you're close to being involved rather than just filling, filling a team sheet. And I suppose it's, it's getting fellas to buy in so that they're trying to improve and trying to improve so that they can get the call up and be part of that bench rather than the case of there's a couple of lads injured now we'll get a call up and we'll, we'll get yeah. this in on the bench the sake of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah and especially he's he's not intending on using them so you know you're better off to kind of stick with your small group that are training because you don't know say Collie mentioned Broadhead so is he even training with the first team so whereas yeah, we're going to be training together to a point anyway 
So it's easier to kind of integrate, just yeah, have another body there. And in case, I don't know, maybe there was someone carrying a knock or whatever, but you know, we know Aniego has trained with the first team. So if they're not training with him, they're probably not going to be involved at all. You know, no yeah. So, uh, yeah, for me to be a case, you, you, you keep your group kind of tight as well. And you want to make the younger guys kind of embrace the idea of getting a step up rather than a case of being at a, yeah, obviously you can have a stroke of luck, but you know, I think, I think it all comes with, you know, that you're integrated into training and stuff like that, rather than the case of we're shot the numbers, give one of the young fellas a ring there and we'll and we'll throw him on the bench. Yeah, yeah. Similar similar to Orta Games, that's we haven't a clue. Carl knows what he's doing. <laughs> we we just talk about what he does afterwards. <laughs> no point <laughs> no point trying to double guess him because we absolutely haven't got a clue what, what he's thinking. But uh listen, keep keep proving us wrong. Um I think we just finished that game. I don't that's it. To talk. We could go on about this game actually, lads, for the next three or four podcasts. It's just just one other thing on it. Um, Decora, I I heard you ran oh, home. Yeah. I heard you ran home after the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, mm. you no, know, it's just one of them games where, uh, like I know we said that Richardson was on his on the ground. I was actually I had to take a couple of minutes of walk. I had to step outside and have a cup of tea. I was absolutely. Shattered after, and then I come home and watched the match again. I was just wrecked. It was, it was just, just a magical, magical game. And I can just say, no, if we'd lost that, I'd, I'd, I'd have been devastated. I'd, I don't think I'd have been able to do this today, even after Newcastle. It would have been worse than that. It was just, just one of them magical, magical nights. And like you said, Chris, it was just. It was just a game that had to have fans there. It was just uh, to be there. Like I said, we'd still be in Liverpool celebrating. But, uh, it's a game, Joe, we look look back on at the end of the yeah. season and say, yeah, that was, that was probably uh, one of the best. That's, yeah. going, that's going to be on the highlights rails for years and years to come. Not, yeah. just, uh, not just for from an Everton point of view, but from an FA Cup yeah. point of view. How, how do you think, lads, the players would have felt sort of after putting that much in and then being drawn against City, because personally I was a bit deflated last night after watching a draw. Now look, my opinion is I'd rather play Sheffield United or Bournemouth, and then I'd rather oh, play yeah. Southampton in the semi-finals. <laughs> you know, play the worst possible team yeah. you can all the way to the final. Because I'm not really mad on you have to beat City anyway if you want to win it. So we might as well play them now because it beat us at Wembley. Mm. I want City to play Chelsea and I want Leicester to play United and they all knock each other out. You know? But look, yeah. it's not it's not a impossible task for us. Cup football, as you've seen with last... Anything can happen. On the flip but, side, we've, we've got every draw at home. Every, every every cup match we've played at home. So, you know what I mean? It's, and what, what's City's it's schedule much... running up, coming up to the game? Are they in Champions League? Yeah, the week before or after? They played a Tuesday before and then there's a break afterwards. I think there's an international break afterwards. Mm. So they'll be playing okay. much and Ed Black at home on the Tuesday and we'll be down for that weekend. And our game against West Brom has been postponed. Mm. Okay. I'd agree with I would I'd agree with you, Chris. I I sooner the handy road all day. I don't buy into this. Oh, yeah. You have to beat him at some stage. No, you don't. <laughs> you can no. Keep, no. You, you, you can get lucky and play the best teams. And if that's a record against City at home isn't too bad, though, lads. I know 
I know yeah. City are on four this season, right? And and you know, if they put their minds to it, they'll they'll walk this league. You know, the kind of and that's obvious to see. But this is a one-off game. You know, I see the lads and and the, again on the WhatsApp group and. You know, oh well, we got to the quarterfinals. It's not a right off yet. You know the kind of way. You need to. No, no, I'm not saying that. No, all I'm saying is it's it's a one-off game. It's it's ninety minutes or of football. Anything can happen in it, and hopefully we have a lot of our players back from injury. The likes of Alan and 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 Dom is fit. You know the kind of way and Rodriguez. Like, I'm not saying that we're going to win it, but I, I I I just I think there might be a little shock or two. Uh, yeah, to yeah. come well, this season first. When the, when the draw was made, like obviously we were, we we're very first ball out, and I said, Come on, anyone but City, and Car City come out. And after a couple of minutes, I said, oh, no. I said, Listen, come on, we're at home. We always give them, like a mate of mine, <coughs> excuse me, big, big City fan. He says, I don't believe it. He said, Ever in a way, he says, always give us a game. Uh, always, even, even at the Etihad, we, like, I think first two times we played at the Etihad, we beat them. Tim Cahill scored, scored the winner in the two games. Well, why just listen, bring them on. Bring them on. As much as I would like to have Bournemouth, just bring it on. Oh, yeah, that's and that's that, that's it. Like, I'm not afraid of it or, you know, in, no, in, right. embrace the game. But well, I you, thought you understand that. You'd, you'd rather, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Southampton in the semis and Bournemouth yeah, of course, in the yeah. <laughs> I think the game against them next week will actually have a bit of a bearing because if we yeah. put it up to them in the league next yeah. week, we'll go into that cup game now. We can... You know, we can match these, but yeah, yeah. I mean, if they turn us over 3 0 in the league, we'll be going into the cup game thinking, Oh, Jesus, yeah, and they'll probably need a bit as well for the cup game. Whatever happens, though, lads, is progress this season, and you have to look at the, in my opinion, you have to look at the wider view of this. You know, the kind of way I'm not saying we're going to lose in the quarterfinals, but. We're going in the right, it's progress made by the club, and we're going in the right direction, as you, I think, you said that earlier on, Chris, you know. Yeah, 100%. But listen, we're going to roll into that. Um, similar to the United match, uh, that a result against Spurs, Collie, will only be good if we be Fulham. We we just, just know if ways, buts about it, we have to be Fulham on Sunday. Yeah, we do, Joe. And it's a game I'm actually worried about. I think uh, the lads might be able to correct me here, but I think Carlo came out in the presser today and said that uh, the team are tired after the the oh, uh, FA Cup game. Totally understand that. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And, and Fulham are on the bad side. I know the position in the league table and the league tables don't generally lie, you know, but they have uh, they've brought in a guy in January called Josh Mata. I don't know whether any is now. He's uh, Sunderland till I die fame. He, uh, he played for Sunderland and banged in a load of goals uh, before the Christmas, but a bit of a contract issue at the time with Sunderland and he went off to France. He's a young lad. We actually looked at him. Uh, Dave Wunsworth looked at him to bring him into the, t- the 23 panel at the time, but uh, he preferred to go across. I think he's a uh, French-born anyway, so the mm. so following will be, will be difficult, but I think it's a bit like anything. If you get an early goal, Joe, uh, I think that can set us on our way. Be interesting the lineup. Um, we spoke before we start recording. Does Josh King come in on the left and Richie to, through the middle, or does he put mm. put Ben Godfrey to the left full and, and Dania in front of him for for creativity? Uh, do you risk James? You know, are you gonna is Gomez fit enough to come back in? And, and would you withdraw then one of the midfield three? Um, 
so it'll be interesting to see what the lads think in relation to what formation he's going to go with. Will Coleman start right for? Will it be a whole guy? You know? Yeah, I, I think, to be honest, Richard, it'll revert to this back four that we know and love. Uh, with Goffey left, Hogate right, and then Keane in it. For me, um, I'm not sure. Maybe I personally, I think he might go something similar to what he did the other night with um, mm. Godfrey in the right and try to keep Dina on the left. Depending how Dina is, he went off injured. He didn't mention him in the press conference today. Yeah, so. that's the thing. Yeah, he said to get a little. Just I don't know whether it was tiredness or he got a built or I don't know. Probably a mixture of both. But mm. I, I, again, the likes of Fulham, it's someone that we want to be taking the game to and being a little bit more. We, we, we've tend to kind of, in the last few games, be a bit more expansive or a bit more open, trying to attack more. Mm. So that means that we have to have another attacking player on the field. You know, uh, I think he might just kind of change that defence slightly to, to, to incorporate that. Uh, I mean, Fulham as. But they've improved a little bit, but they've they've won win one win in thirteen in all competitions, which was a FA Cup game after after extra time against QPR. So they are struggling. You know they got a couple it's of probably runs. probably a similar record to Newcastle so <laughs> before they played us. <laughs> yeah. it's, it, it's just it's just Everton. You know it just and they've never won a good Goodison either. Oh, no, well, that's in the league. That used to be, used to be, yeah, used to be like thing there where we never won at Craven College and they never won a Goodison. Mm. But we we started to win then and and yeah, they still haven't won a good Goodison in the league. So I mean, yeah. there's a lot of things. I just think the the confidence that we'll take from the last couple of weeks. You know, I think that they had a bit of a sport where they came and I mean, look, they have a couple of players that can hurt you. Lookman, Loftus Cheek, that they can do damage. But getting goals has been their issue. So, I mean, it just hasn't kind of happened for Mitrovic this year. They were looking to bring in King and they ended up bringing in the, the guy that Collie referred to. But, yeah, I mean, look, we, we need to be going beating these handy. You know, yeah. I've been settled for a boring 1-0 just by, not to go through something like the last week. Yeah, yeah we, just, we just can't have a repeat of the, the Newcastle game, Chris. It, I mean, it would just it would just take all all the board out of El Wenson. Like, we, we just have to go and beat them. Like Rich said, whether it's Parliament's Gabby one nil, it doesn't matter. Just get the three points and get out there. You would hope, Joe, lessons were learned from that Newcastle game. Now the players and the manager know themselves. You know, he came out and questioned our spirit, and we thought we just had to turn up on our quality would beat them. But the same applies to Fulham. If we're not at it and we don't match these and we're not up for it, we, they'll beat us. So hopefully lessons have been learned and the players will be aware that Fulham are dangerous. They've had an awful lot of draws. They've only won two games all season, but they play very good football and they're quite expansive. They're not a bad side at all. Mm. You know, they're probably missed. They create an awful lot of chances. They're probably missing a top striker to really bang in a few goals for them. They do have dangerous players. We know what Luckman can do. Loftus-Cheek is a really, really good player. You know, they're a decent side and they have to win games now. Draws are no use to them, so they're not going to just put 11 men behind the ball against us, you know, so there could be a good few goals in it, but it's on Everton. Look, from 1 to 11, Everton are better. We've said it before. If we come out and we apply ourselves and we're professional, we should be beating these. I think it is 23 wins in a row at Goodison against Fulham. They've never won at Goodison in the Football League, ever. <laughs> you know? I think... Uh, Oh, don't go there. Well, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully there's no compl- no complacency. But yeah, it'd be interesting to see team wise how we go. I'm sure Josh King will come in on the left, Richie through the middle. 
maybe James play off the right. Um, so you worry about the car, eh? We, you know, we can't play without him. He's so uh, essential to how we play, but we've just so many games coming up. Maybe when Alana's back, he might leave the car out for a game that'll compensate for it. But you can see Gomez coming back in. He'd probably be a bit fresher. Sigerson put in 120 the other night. So mm. Andre might get back, get back in. It's probably going to be Davis and Dakare. And they're two fit lads. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully they're, they've 90 minutes in them. The defensive line will be interesting because we got cut out against Newcastle playing Coleman and playing Luca Dean. Maybe we were a bit too attacking. We were hoping mm. our full-backs would push up and we were far too open. So, yeah, look, it'll be interesting to see. But just give us a routine, 2-0 win, no fuss. Just don't need the hassle on a Sunday night before I go back to work Monday morning. <laughs> don't want to be spoiled on his Valentine's Day, but everyone's losing. <laughs> as, as disappointing as the Newcastle result was, we got away with it that weekend with the way other results went. And this is a weekend mm. where other clubs around us are playing each other. You know, Liverpool are playing Leicester away. Uh, City are playing Tottenham. So Spurs mm. could drop points. Arsenal are playing Leeds. So, you know, we've a really good opportunity here to hit the 40 point mark. If Leicester were to beat Liverpool, we're level on points with Liverpool with two games in hand. So it's a massive, massive. We're probably not used to having massive games at this time of the season because our season's normally over by January in recent years, you know. But every game is important now in the chase for Europe. We've a real good chance now to. Slowly starting to be a little gap developing between us and Arsenal. You know, I think we're five or six ahead of them with mm. a couple of games in hand. So, if we can really extend that gap and get our keep ourselves in the mix, then I think the Man City game is obviously a free hit, but the pressure's off us because we'll have ourselves in a good position regardless of the games in hand. So, mm. look, hopefully, hopefully. Yeah, I think that's the key, Colly. We need we need to take these chances. Like we've been here two or three times before, especially I keep I keep going on about it, but I, I just hope it doesn't come back to bite us on the arse. That game or that stretch of seven games where we, we, we won one and seven. But now we need to start taking these chances when teams around us are playing each other and we're playing a bottom of the league. We, this, we should, Let's call a spade a spade, Joe. Yeah. Fulham, Fulham are going to get Fulham, relegated this year. Yeah. Yeah, or certainly Fulham, Fulham won't are, be one of the teams. That, yeah, Fulham are one of the teams that are going to go down exactly 100. Yeah. percent So we need we need to be beating these lads yeah. and capitalising on, like I said, like Chris said, that these these teams around each other are playing. We we just need to get three points on Sunday. No, if the buts. Yeah, we do, Joe. Uh, and as much as I'm slightly cautious because I think they they won't sit in. Or, I don't think that's Parker's way of management. That could suit us, that could suit us to be honest. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, and it could be a, a high scoring game, Joe. You know, um, not not certainly in the realms of the other night, but I think there could, will be a couple of goals at Goodison um, on Sunday evening. I have to say, um, I, I think they'll come out and attack us, and, and, and so yeah, it, it, it may suit us. I have to say, Joe, um, the way Fulham's Fulham play, and but we need we need three points. There's, there's no ifs and buts, Joe. And there's no well, you know. I take a point now. No, you need to take three points now, and yeah. that's the way we should be looking. You know, that's that's surely that's what the mentality should be now. Looking at that table as as it stands today, um, if we get three points, and as the lads rightly said, other teams around us are playing one another, 
it's time to put pressure on, on the teams in, in fourth, fifth and sixth spot or third spot, if you know what I mean. So yeah. we need three points. We need to walk off the pitch at the end of the game on Sunday with three points on the table for us. Yeah, no, it's nothing else would do, really. Because no. even, even the draw, I think, will, 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 will someone take away from the sports match as great as it was, but we'll just it'll kind of dampen the spirit a little bit. So just, just get that on me. That's not... Don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. Okay, we're getting into predictions uh, for this. And as much as we've been wrong all along, <laughs> it was actually very good. I watched match a day. And uh, Leon Osmond said before the match, oh, it's going to be, you know, cagey, tight. <laughs> I, think, I think every one of us thought it would be like that. But uh, yeah, Jose, Jose and Carla wouldn't be known for 5 4. Yeah. <laughs> Don't recall, I must have to listen back now and see the story. <laughs> okay, let's go. Uh, Richie, predictions? Um, yeah, I think we'll win. Say handy enough, I'm going to go 3-1. 3-1, okay. Ali? 4-2, Joe. 4-2. Plenty goals there. Hey, and Chris? 2-1 for us. 2-1, okay. I'm going to go actually a 3-0 win for us because I just think uh, as much as Tardis might play a part, I just think his confidence will will just be oozing through this side. And I'm going to go with Charleston to get two anyway, and then the King to get his debut goal. So three 0 for us. It'd be nice if it worked out that way after Fulham trying to sign him, wouldn't he score his first goal against? <laughs> yeah, that was the other way around. That's exactly what. That's what I said. Always happens to us. You know what I mean? Like even like players like we. we a rubbish for us when we when we let go they come back and score against it's just uh yeah oh, listen lads I'm I'm knackered here. <laughs> Boy, so just before we go, uh, yeah, sorry, before we go ju- no no just two little snippets of uh, positive news coming out from the club this week. Uh Dania looks as if he signed his contract to be announced officially next today. week. Carlo kinda let that slip today during yeah. the press conference, yeah yeah. And uh, there's a young lad started or came on in the 76th minute for the under-18s. Now, they were beaten for one. He, he's been out for 19 months. And he came on. Garcia is the young lad's name. Um, really bad injury. Uh, so it's good to see young lads like that coming back, you know, after such a long spell out. So hopefully, he, 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 there was great hopes initially when, when they brought him in. Um, he's a kind of central midfielder, come attacking midfielder. So there were a lot of high hopes, but he, as I say, he sustained a, quite a, a bad injury to the knee, and it's good to see him back in the club and back playing. Yeah, good stuff. All right, boys, thanks very much for today. Uh, like I said, three points is just a must now on Sunday because it'll it'll just bring us back down to earth with an absolute wallop if we don't. A, a point is no good. We just need to get three points. Okay, that's thanks very much. All right, Joe. Take care. Uh, next week. See you, folks. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you're interested in joining the Irish Toffee Supporters Club, just send an email to memberships at irish-toffees.com or visit our website at www.irish-toffees.com. We'll talk to you next time. Up the toffees.